0: Angel Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week from the Baldwin Ace Hardware, Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Okay. Holy cow. Just like that. Numerous, numerous problems to discuss. In fact, I, I dare I say that this whole hour has um basically things that have happened in less than twenty-four hours that are um well most of which are aren't great. Uh, one thing is fantastic though, because I have heard from some of the other players in yesterday's monumental moments of
1: what just called a snow day?
0: More on that in a bit.
1: Breaking news!
0: There's going to come a time when I'm 70 years old and I'm still in this room. And Aiden Lynch is going to be probably like 34 at that time. Probably uh, uh, leading the uh, football telecasts for the NFL. And I'm still news. going to be playing that.
1: Woo! No school for me tomorrow.
0: More on that a little later on. And there's a fairly good chance that right at this moment, either on the live stream on Twitch or on the uh, video on demand or maybe the audio podcast, that they're hearing this. If nothing else happens based on that story, the fact that Aiden will always be immortalized, at least on this show, with all of these amazing clips.
1: Oh, I've never seen that before!
0: More on that a little later on. Uh, you can always reach out to me on the Shoreliners striping inbox, Eric at ericzanecho.com. After I got done with the show yesterday, I got it uh, I did the I did the Patreon bonus podcast, took care of my uh, boring work that I have to do here, and then I was out the door. I had to be at the radio station early, uh, filling in for Bill Simonson all this week on 96.1, the game in Grand Rapids. Um, Fairly routine. I had to get there a little early because uh, uh Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, who I'm doing the show with, along with Brett, uh, we had to record an interview for uh, some like, uh, there's like a beer event at uh, outdoor beer event at LMCU ballpark. And, uh, it was. It's a paid deal for, for Bill's network, so he's not there. So we had to do it. We record it and then play it. So whatever. That's that has nothing to do with this. So I had to get there early. Get our ducks in a row. Well, uh, terribly. Well, not terribly, just normally. I, I was like, oh, you know, hmm, your old pal Eric has to go sit down on the toilet. Some of you know this story because you listened yesterday and I had to tell this story, but when you're telling it on the radio, you know, you got to be a little bit more sensitive. Now, I mean, maybe not so much when I was on GRD, but for sure, when you're on Bill's show, Bill is very sensitive to the type of content that will make you go, Oh, you know, doesn't like that stuff. And for sure. Now this isn't sexy, but, He's for sure no sexy talk. He actually used to say that to me when I was on BBL. I'm doing mornings, Bill's afternoons. Bill uh, is not afraid to come up to you and say uh, and tell you exactly what is on his mind. He doesn't dance around the issue. Uh, The favorite way for Bill to start a sentence is you should do this. Or this is what you should do. And he knows that it's part of his charm no sexy talk nothing graphic all right so I'm like but I okay after this happened and I'm gonna tell you about it I'm like oh I have to tell this story it's so bad that I was like uh no I'm not gonna tell this story it's too embarrassing and I do that all the time. Whenever I really embarrass myself or something really stupid happens, and I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to talk about it. And then uh, that's my emotional brain speaking. And then over time, my logical brain, 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long, uh, starts to like uh, contemplate and think, well, maybe you should tell it. If you're uncomfortable when it happens, this is probably a story worth telling. So you should figure that out and share that. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that someone hearing it, you know, the story's going to stick with them. They're going to they're, they're remember it. They're going to want to come back and listen again. That's what this whole kit and caboodle, I think that's what people say. I don't know if they do. I don't know why I just did. That's why we do this. So there I was, seated on the toilet. Now I'm going to jump to the end and then work my way backwards. I'm done going potty. I pull up my pants. And now that this has happened before specifically on this toilet. And after the first time it happened, I was like, well, I got to be on guard. And, um, my Dick, uh, peed out of the toilet and, Uh, Instead of it hitting water, it just, I just peed on the back of my pants, which are around my ankles. Now you're like, how? Toilets are designed so that the male genitalia, it droops down. It aims down. So if you're just sitting there and you're looking at your phone and and uh, number two happens, and then tip, you know, uh, little little number one happens while you're there, and then the next thing you know, you're washing your hands and you're out the door. That's it. This is this is you know, it just happens. You shouldn't have to think about it. No, on this particular toilet, you have to reach down and grab your root and push it so that. Um, it, it's aiming down at the water you gotta push it down there why how could that be no other toilets do this that's because there's a dude that works there who has uh is physically disabled and um I think and so the toilet seat has like a, like a spacer on it to to give it distance between the seat and the actual porcelain by like four inches. So for that, uh, with that in mind, that makes it easier for this, this person who, um, has to get up and use the toilet. And, uh, well, it, it really pissed me off the first time it happened because I was like, well, okay. And then, um, the guy got, he was let go. He didn't have, I go, well, thank God. Well, job one is going to be get rid of that fucking toilet seat. But then, uh, he got a job back. So I was like, oh, well now we can't get rid of that toilet seat. You know, we got to keep that toilet seat right where it is. It's very important that that, to- that, that toilet seat stays there. So now it's back. It, well, it never left. And, um, yeah, really, really bad. Completely peed my pants. But not like with my crank. Okay, I didn't pee when I had my pants on. Like if you're a drunk guy and you you pass out and you pee your pants. No, I I didn't pee my pants. I peed on my pants. This is like going into the bathroom, taking off your pants. You're standing there in your socks and your pants are on the ground and you whip out your crank and you, well, your crank is out. And then you pee on your pants. And I'm not talking a little sprinkle, sprinkle. I'm talking everything that was in my bladder is now on my pants. So it goes all the way down the back of my pants, below the pockets, this this uh, dark blue on the blue jeans. It's clear there's been a problem. And I'm like, hmm. all right, I'm just going to have to let this dry. So dry urine pants. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've got, I have no options. I go, well, I'm just going to have to keep people in front of me. And if I'm walking down the hall and they're behind me, I'm going to have to go oh, ha, after you. And they're going to be like, what, what are you doing? I, huh? So I'm very concerned about people seeing this. Now, Brett and Risden are in there and I'm like, you know, just kind of, uh, stay facing them. I won't let them see me turn around. If I walk out the door, I'll kind of like walk out like half sideways. So there's no, you know, that maybe they won't notice. So then, um, I'm also like the idea that I am sitting in this fabric chair. I'm now going to, I'm going to uh, soil, the chair that I'm seated in. So I'm like, you know this is a real pain in the ass, and i I need to just be upfront with these people because this is hilarious so after about ten minutes, I come to grips with that and I go, hey guys, um so there's a moment on the show that I have to we have to discuss something and i'll I'll you know you got to be a little bit more sensitive when you're on the radio, especially with on this show' bill will yell at you if you get too graphic so I had to couch that and kind of navigate it. Uh, unlike what I'm doing right now. But, so, we had that moment on the, well, first I, I broke the news to him. I go, see, I did this. And they're like, holy shit. And they're laughing their asses off. Then I went and got a big pack of paper towels, like a big giant thing of bounty. And um, I, I undid all of it, like the whole thing. So, it was as thick as like a pillow of paper towel. And I put it on the seat. So that, because that's the seat that guests sit in. It's now forever known as the piss seat. And I, I sat on that so that I wouldn't like, uh, you know, so I, I felt really bad about that, but I'm like, what the fuck? So this is this is now twice that I've done this. My God. Sarah says, Eric needs puppy pads. Yeah, I kind of made my own puppy pad. Ryan says, I hope your piss pants ass sat on Huge's chair so he returns to a nice smelly chair when he comes back now. Ryan also adds, sometimes you got to be careful. The old crank can shoot between the ceramic and the toilet seat and flow down the toilet and then down the floor, hitting your shoes and pants. Yes, that is true. Ryan also adds, you're glad to hear your Zane stream is back to a healthy shot. Not really. I still think there's an issue there. After the show, I had to go to... um, the freaking uh, Grand Rapids gold game. So then I'm like, am I going to smell like urine? And I uh, I learned that um, what I've learned is it takes a little time for dried urine to get like a, uh, a stale uh, dried urine. stink to it because I did not smell for some reason, at least as far as I know. And I was surrounded by people and I didn't have the uh, strength to say, hey, do I smell like pee? Uh, mama goat, which would be miss Nikki says, if it makes you feel any better last night at work, I waited too long to go pee, ended up suddenly having to run to the bathroom. But every step I was doing a little tinkle. My male coworker had uh, dumped his coffee all over his crotch and went underwearless the rest of the night. We were a mess. Okay, but that's not the only problem I had yesterday concerning uh, my presence in a restroom. I got to Van Andel Arena. Now you walk in the back way, and uh, you know you're you're um in the bowels of the arena. There's a Zamboni there, and and uh, you know uh, refs are coming in. Maybe like a. a in fact, when I walked in, it was, uh, some of the investment team, right? I was right behind them. Jabara, Steve Kareem Abdul Jabara and a couple other folks. So I can't remember their name. And, uh, you know, it used to be that when these guys walked in together, it would be Jabara, this other dude, I can't remember his name and Ben Wallace. From the championship team of the uh, early 2000s of the Detroit Pistons, NBA Hall of Famer. Absolutely phenomenal rebounder. A terrific story, Ben Wallace. And um, when I know for a fact, when the Grand Rapids Gold were the Grand Rapids Drive, one of the investors was Ben Wallace. And he'd come to the games and occasionally he'd, sign some autographs or something like that. And he's a really cool dude, laid back. But I haven't seen him in forever. So I just assumed that maybe they went their separate ways or or something like that. I'm walking in. I see the investment team, Steve Kareem Abdul-Jabbarra. I actually thought to myself, oh, wonder if I'll see Ben Wallace. Well, I won't because I haven't seen him in literally years. Like like pan- the pandemic came and went and uh, the team switched affiliations to the Grand Rapids Gold. So I haven't seen or heard from Ben in quite some time. Uh, they went and walked over to where the actual court is. I went the other direction. Because, of course, I need to stop in this uh, bathroom that we use that only a few people know of and use. It's not even uh, marked as a restroom. And this has happened many, many times. For some reason, people go into this bathroom and it's just this one. And when the door closes, I don't know if it's because it's so out of the way and hidden, People don't lock the door. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in. There's been someone actually taking a dump and I'm like, Oh God, it's one thing if someone's taking a league, but if they're taking a dump, it's like fucking lock the door. Well, of course there was someone in there when I went to open it. I, I, I could knock, but I'm, you know, there's a lock on it. Lock the fucking door. That's why it's there. Why would you, why would you do that? So, um and it actually is, you can tell that it's, um it's actually, when you're in there and if you uh, don't physically turn the knob and close it and then lock it, it just kind of rests against the jam. So it appears like it's, well, it is, it's resting against the jam. So, uh, I, I open the door and the lights on and there's Ben Wallace standing there. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Holy fuck. And there's this 7 foot man uh taking a leak. the big dick cuz I know you want to Open the door and I go, "Oh, sorry Ben." <laughs> Oh fuck, that's Ben Wallace, mother, there he is, it's been so long. I just walked in on him while he's pissing Jesus. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, he's gonna walk out of here. And it this is awful. I'm looking at my phone, I'm like, what the fuck? And he he opens the door and he just I mean, he he's enormous. Just comes walking out, doesn't even look at me. I'm like, oh thank God. I'm never gonna speak to you ever again. Ever. Tyler says, oops, sorry, Ben. Hey, so that's what they me- meant when they when people used to say fear the fro. Sarah asks, uh, did you see all of him? No, I just saw his. Him standing there going pee. Blue State Rob says, I remember my first famous guy's penis. You saw a famous guy's penis? Whose crank did you see? So that was ugly. And I'm like, Jesus, I, just get me home. Every time I step into a bathroom, some catastrophic moment happens that is uh, horribly embarrassing to your old pal Eric Zane. My God. All right. Thanks to everybody checking out the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. It's about time to say goodbye, though. Before you leave, a reminder that if you want this full show in its entirety, you can get it on Twitch. I'm trying to get as many people that watch on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube to go over to Twitch when I go live. And it's very similar to Facebook because you get a notification, except it's better. You can... Dim the screen, run it through your, uh, Bluetooth and your, uh, car when you're going to work and, and get the show. Uh, and, uh, and there you go. There's also video on demand. So when I get done, you can watch it again or in case you missed anything. So there you go. That's a uh, twitch.tv slash Zane live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live. Once there, follow the page so that you get those notifications. You'll have to give yourself a username and then you can contribute to the chat and be part of the group and make friends with this whole bunch. And, uh, if you like, you can even subscribe with your Amazon prime account. You have to do it every single month on your own. Like actually go in there and say, you know, I'm linking up Eric Zane live to my Twitch account. Once you do that, that helps your old pal Eric Zane many ways. But you get the show minus the commercial interruptions that happen when you aren't subscribed. If you don't have Amazon Prime, go ahead. And uh, and if you still want to have that option, it's going to cost you like 6 bucks a month. So there you go. I'm just putting all these options out in front of you. Otherwise, don't do anything. That's fine. Just follow it and watch the show. Enjoy it. And if there's a commercial, you'll have to sit through that. It just plops in out of nowhere randomly. And messes up the flow. But if you're okay with that, well, then do it. Audio podcast available wherever you download shows. I'm on all of them, including iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Those are the three big ones. The rest are like barely anybody uses. But if that's what you want to do, I'm on all of them. It's it's fantastic. And if the podcasting app that you utilize has a uh, rate and review option, do that too. I'd love to hear what you think. So please describe or please subscribe on what damn it please subscribe on any of the podcasting platforms that you get the show on. Also, separate from all of this is special Patreon. That's more podcasting for you if like this little freebie podcast that I do 5 days a week, 2 hours a day isn't enough. Like you do a lot of you're a lot of time in the car, a lot of time with options for you to listen. I have uh, tons more programming available, ad free, listener supported Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash Eric Zane, and I'll be a busy busy bee today because I have to post the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast audio. I have to post uh, lost Zane recordings and Zane Asylum. Um, Ben and I recorded and, uh, did the live stream of Ben and Eric on Wednesday, but we did not record a new edition of who are these Zanes. And I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit at that because that show has been a hit every time I've posted it. So, um, uh, unfortunately you're gonna have to wait another week, but, uh, we'll get back after it next week. But I have a lot of programming that I put up there, including after this show gets done, I do a bonus podcast on Patreon, the Patreon bonus. So there you go. That's for the super fan. If you want to help support the show and keep it growing in a actual dollars and cents way, even though I'd love people who just watch it uh, for free, it's totally cool. But if you want more podcasting, I have it for you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. It's five or 10 bucks a month. Try it for one month. If you like it, you can convert it to a yearly, and I will knock 10% off of the charge. I did just encounter a bit of an issue that I'm trying to work my way through. Uh, Listener Matt, listener Brandon, and listener Chris K. For some reason, Patreon barked at them and is keeping them out of the content, and I'm trying to track that down. Boys, I apologize if you are having any problems with yours. I don't know what it is. The deal with that, with sometimes that platform gets a little wonky, but it's nothing we can't handle. I will be able to make it, uh, make you whole. I shall. Other than that, love it. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. So I'm going to kick you folks, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube out. Check us out on Patreon for the rest of the show. Please. As always, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Now, wow. Um, boy, we had uh, kind of got a brewing problem here at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. The recent weather we had was uh, a nice storm that has actually caused a lot of people to be without power. In the surrounding areas, I think it's like 100,000 people throughout Michigan that don't have power because ice accumulates in the power lines and then poof, something falls. In fact, there's a horrible story of a West Michigan fire, fireman, fireman who, uh, firefighter. No one says fireman anymore. He's a firefighter who um, horribly came in contact with a down line and lost his life. There's not a lot of details on that. I'd like to get more details. I had a listener reach out to me and said, Hey, can we get something going for his family? I'm like, well, absolutely I do not I j I don't I don't know anything now about it. Maybe um it like there's a GoFundMe that started, but I haven't really seen any details about that. If anybody sees that, please let me know. But uh where I live, it just kind of uh it, it wasn't too bad. Um but in the last couple of days what was this snow kind of uh, crunchy sleet mixture uh, changed and maybe thawed a little and then froze. It was, it was very cold overnight last night and it's 18 degrees right now. And, uh, I knew in the backyard, it was pretty dicey because the dogs were having a hard time getting up the steps. So you go out into my, out my back door and there's, probably about eight st- stone steps all the way down to the pool deck. And, uh, okay. The dogs had gone potty and then they tried to get back up that. And they, I mean, it was not easy. Uh, their legs went out from under them. I was like, Oh my God. And then I'm like, well, I'll, I'll go down and help them out. And then I couldn't really get down there because it was that bad. They managed to like Wolverine claw their way up. And I was like, oh, thank God. I get home last night from the basketball game. And, uh, problem, man. Diana went down. Uh, she went down and, uh, and, and on the steps because Daisy could not get up. Same thing. And, uh, she fell and landed on her shoulder, which is her bad shoulder that got operated on. I think she's okay. She did seemed like it was a little sore, but, I i mean, she'd really been in bad shape and, uh, like, uh, scraped up her hands. So, thank God she didn't do the old, you know, hit your head there. Um, I could have come home to, like, her laying out there. Jesus. Um, so, she explained that to me. And then this morning, I go to let the dogs out. And it's even worse let me tell you, at Van Andel Arena, when they Zamboni the ice, a fresh layer of water goes over it, over the ice, and it's incredibly slippery. Sometimes I have to take a leak in between the periods and I have to shuffle my way across that. I've never fallen, knock on wood, but that's not wood. Well, that's particle board, maybe. Um, but it's really unnerving to move across with you know shoes on the ice this morning it makes that look like it's got sand on it in my backyard. That's how slick it is. And, um, the dogs go out and then I realize this is going to be really a problem. So actually before they went, this is what I did before they went out, I go, I'm going to put salt down. So, uh, I have this, uh, big thing of salt and I, uh, I spray it like on the flat surfaces of the patio. Of the out the back door, but I put it on those steps, which are just a sheet of ice now. There, there, there's no steps there at all. Well, there's a little bit, a, enough to kind of just get a grip a little bit, but the salt just slides down. It's like a, it's like it, just, it doesn't do anything. And accumulates at the bottom. So I'm like, oh my god. While I'm putting that down, I realize that if I, it's so slick. That if there's even any muscle contraction whatsoever in my legs, it's going to cause my feet to want to go out from under me. I I swear to God, it's it's horrible, it's so treacherous, and um, so I got two of the dogs up. Benny can't make it up the steps. He finally does. Daisy, um, she takes the she's smart enough to take the long way around, not on those steps. But even that, it's just a gentle slope. Oh, my God. So I get him in, and I'm like, this is fucking terrible. And then I'm like, well, all right, I don't know if Diana's going to be able to get out of the house. Get the car out of this." So um, I go, I'll tell you what, let me try the driveway and see if I can back, if I can. Because what I'm afraid of is that she put gets her car out of the garage, backing it up. And then as soon as it hits the driveway, which is like the same surface, the car is just going to go sliding down. Amazingly. So I get in and I roll it down the hill to the street. I go, okay, great. It's not that bad. It, it has enough grip somehow. So I put the car in drive and go up the driveway. Uh-uh, won't go. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I've created a problem. Because now she has to get from the garage to the street on a decline. And it's icy as fuck. And I'm in the car and she's getting out. She's walking out and she's in the garage. And I go, I roll the and I go, stop. Don't move. I'm coming to get you. Fuck. Get out of the car. And I'm, this is no joke. I'm very likely going to fall and I'm, I'm fall. I'm, I'm like sliding up somehow. I manage. I'm, I'm considering crawling on my hands and knees up the hill. Like you remember that scene in Wolf of wall street when, uh, Jordan takes the lemon head lewds and he skips the drool stage and goes straight to the cerebral palsy stage. (laughs) You oh, Jordan, where are you? I can't understand you, Jordan. the phone. That's what I'm considering doing. I get into the garage. and I go, okay. And she's got like her, her smoothie in one arm, under her arm, and a thing of water. I go, here, give me all that shit. So I carry it all. I carry her lunchbox. And I, I go, hang on to me for dear life. And we just start shuffling down like a couple of 95-year-old people outside of the old folks' home. And it was close. We started to slip a little bit, just like slide down it on your ass. I go, that might be a good idea. But we ended up making it down. A couple of close calls. Got her in the car. The, the street is fine. It, the, the, the treacherous area is around the whole home. So I come inside. I go, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. When it comes to letting these dogs out today, I think what I'm I'm actually my only option is to let them through the garage and go piss out in the front because the backyard is out not only because they have such a hard time getting up that those steps, but if I have to go get them, I could. I mean, it, it's a bad idea to even step foot out there. I mean, they have uh, four feet, four paws with claws. I have. Uh, you know, shoes and and just two feet. So if they can't get a grip, there's no way. Then fuck, I'm gonna get a grip. So I don't know. This is just a shit show going on around here. Um, I hope that melts soon, Jesus. Um, also, the the final thing that has happened to me in the past 24 hours that's worth talking about on this show is I have pissed someone off and they left me um, a threatening note. Essentially, I was threatened. You be the judge. The uh, the scenario goes like this. Uh, when I work at iHeart, um, they used to have like a parking garage that you could park in. You have a little thing that uh, the magnetic reader says, oh, this is a... Uh, And uh, in the iHeart made a, believe it or not, radio stations sometimes uh, cut any corner they can to make it so that the bottom line looks a little better. I don't know if you know that about radio stations. I may have talked about it a time or two, but we had access to this parking garage, which was no joke, probably a little bit more than a half mile away from the actual radio station. You'd park there, and then you'd have to trudge all the way to the radio station. But whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. Then one day, they said, that is now gone. You do not have that anymore. So there came a point when um, I, I very rarely go, go to the radio station. The only time I really go is when I actually have to be on the radio. All right. And, um, I mean, I've made no bones about it. This is not a lucrative endeavor. This is the way 95% of people in radio, um, this is what you have to deal with. Uh, A salary that is considerably less than the average McDonald's worker. And I'm not kidding you. Because I could walk to McDonald's from here. And earn $15 an hour. Uh, $12 an hour is significantly less. So then it's like, hey, we want you to come in and do this for a few hours. And then I have to pay to park. So I said, I can't do that anymore. If you want my help, I, I can't. I mean, it's already a... It's too low, but if you can't pay me anymore, I still like working there, but I mean, that's ridiculous, uh, for the amount of money it costs in gas, uh, you take out taxes, you, uh, 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 parking fees. I'm netting about four bucks an hour. So we got to do something there. Dude says, "Okay, I got an idea. Do you have a car with one of those HomeLink systems, where um you like there's a button on the mirror and then your garage door opener opens?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, okay. This is what I'm gonna do. We have a hidden Bat Cave garage." I go, "You do? Yeah. It's under. Uh, th- it's ridiculous. Um, there's an area that you'll miss if you blink if you're driving downtown Grand Rapids, but there's some crazy street, and uh, it goes down this." hidden hill, and then you push a button and a mysterious garage door opens. And I'd never seen this before. It's underneath a building. And then once you park there, there's a series of tunnels, not kidding, that goes under the city streets and leads you to the basement of another building, ancient building which there you press a button and an elevator will take you to the floor that the studio was on. And I'm like, I've actually moved through the city underground. Yes. No one knows about this. And you have have to have a special, uh, a special bit of, um, of uh, with the, with the garage door. He goes, okay, take the garage door opener, hold it to your mirror. And then, or uh, the, the your your home link, and then and then link it up, and then that way you have it. You can use that garage, Eric. I go, I can. Oh my God! Well, my problem is solved. All right, hey, I really appreciate that. No problem. But I was, I don't think I was given all the information I needed because I went there, and I've I've been doing this for about a year, year and a half, and uh, I went to the radio station yesterday, and I opened the garage and I parked. And I walk in, I do the radio show, pee my pants, come back. It's time to go back. Uh, I had to then drive across the street to the uh, uh, Van Andel Arena for the basketball game. And uh, there's a piece of paper under the windshield wiper. And I'm like, huh. And uh, I I don't know what's up. So I uh, reach around and I grab it. And it says, this is not your spot. Don't ever park here again. I'm like, wait, huh? I, I, I guess the person who, who, uh, I guess those are assigned. I'm assuming now, well, these are assigned. There, there are numbers there, but I, no one said a word to me. Hey, Hey, avoid these spots or only park here. Watch out for this. So I, uh, I was like, well, all right. And I thought to myself, This is uh, someone from the radio station. So now I actually got the note and my plan was to do this. Uh, Get a pen in the car and then I actually wrote underneath the note. I am not kidding you. Go fuck yourself. And then I was going to put the note and like lean it as best as I could so that whoever is supposed to park there is going to pull in and then see it facing them as they pulled in. I'm like, nobody's going to fucking talk to me that way, especially some chump at a radio station. Um. So then, I, you know what I did? I thought better of it. And I don't know if I like this. Because think about how much more fun we would have if I actually... Did go through with this. I wrote, go fuck yourself on it. And then I went, Hmm, maybe I should wait. So I kept the note in the car. I called the boss. I go, yo, um, so is there actually a sign parking in that garage? He says, yes. I go, there is. I go, so everybody gets a number. He goes, yeah, I go, Uh, well, who's parked in number two? He goes, oh, that's the lawyer. And he says it like, oh, he's a cock. Oh, that's the lawyer. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. He left me a... uh, I guess it isn't just radio station employees. Some asshole lawyer works in the building. And uh, uh, I was told he bought two spots. And so this bastard was pissed off because i'm in his spot it was an honest mistake i didn't know and his approach is don't ever park here again and i'm like man i want to fucking i want to drop the go fuck yourself on him uh but i go all right well where can i park he goes well and he gave me some he goes well the ones with the iheart logo on them i go there's ones with iheart logo on them." he goes yeah i go I had no fucking idea that there were I Heart logos on some of the parking spots. He goes, Oh yeah. I go, well then that's kind of on me, but I just thought this was our lot. No one told me that there's all sorts of different people that are in this lot. It's only like about 25 spaces. And you know, truth be told, there's only like four people that work at this radio company in Grand Rapids. It's like, Ten radio stations in one building run by four dudes or three dudes and a chick or something like that. It's it's really a skeleton crew. I think the uh, uh cash overhead for people who actually work there is like a hundred dollars a week. Plus parking, of course. So I didn't I didn't do it, but I kind of want to pick a fight with this with his dick, you know? I'd like to find out what he's a lawyer of. I mean, wouldn't it have been nice to just write, hey, probably an oversight, but this is my parking spot. If you could avoid spots two and three, that would be great. Thanks a lot. You know, that's what a mature individual would do, right? I don't have any idea that that fucking dick is supposed to park there. Fuck that shit. What an asshole! Unbelievable. Uh, Nick from the arenas has called him up on the show. I wish, but I don't. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know his number. But Nikki has a great idea, which now we're talking. I'm so glad that you wrote this. And by the way, uh, Aram says a lawyer is the least guilty of everyone involved. You think so? Even with that asshole note? I mean, I didn't do anything intentionally. And sure, he had someone parking in his spot. But I mean, just a simple, hey, this is my spot. And I would absolutely have have acknowledged that. And I wasn't given any information by the radio company that That was something I should avoid. I literally had no idea. I hope you're not thinking that I did anything maliciously wrong. I did nothing. It was inadvertent. Well, I did, but it it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to fucking park here and fuck you. Tyler said he had a reason to say something, but no reason to be a cockhead about it. Exactly. 100% please inform me. Aram says the radio station. Is the most wrong. Ryan says. What street is the magic garage off of? Um, The one that the police. You know right where the police station pull in. Where the police pull into their garage. Right there. I don't even know what the fuck it is. It's where all those streets are wonky. But anyway. Getting back to Nikki's idea. Lawyer needs a princess parking only sign now that is so right up my alley that is a a spirit animal comment that you see now you put uh, uh, uh princess parking only on there and he's gonna pull up and he's just gonna stew That could be very fun. Okay. Maybe it's more fun to just talk about it here because, you know, I'm trying to grow up to some degree. Sensitive. Corey ramps it up with sensitive pussies only parking. Jesus. Jesus. Have cockaholic parking ready for round two? Ryan says, as much as I want to find the douche, there's a lot of law going around that area, including the courthouse. Corey says, unless he wrote down your license plate, you can do whatever you want. Uh, Well, here's the thing. I still park there. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to piss anybody off. And besides, if he makes shit roll downhill and then my boss has to waste time on that, I might lose the parking privilege. So, yeah, probably just better to talk about it here and look more big picture. That's what a mature individual would do. All right. But thank you for your suggestions. Those are all fun. All right. Uh, God love A&E heating and cooling 616-516-8579 presenting the open and live stream of today's show. If You want to get your furnace worked on by the best reach out to A&E heating and cooling 616-516-8579. Thank you to Van Dyke mortgage. If you need a mortgage in your uh in any state in the union except Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina, please consider calling on the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Okay, you know, this is serious business. Might be one of the most stressful things you can do, and that is go through a home buying process, starting with the mortgage, uh, but it doesn't have to be. Do your diligence when it comes to getting your mortgage. Shop it around. Call on a couple folks who do this for a living, but just make sure that Mario is in that process, and I'm confident he will win your business. 231-332-6505, NMLS number 3035. We got a organization that installs flooring, the world-famous Bennett Flooring Installation. If you are in West Michigan reach out to Bennett at 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167. Show up at your house, measure that room. By the end of the day, you've got an estimate as to how much it's going to cost to get the flooring installed professionally. And, okay, you're encouraged to do the heavy lifting of getting rid of the old flooring. If you can muster that up, which that's not, really not that difficult of a job, it's just kind of grunt work. Get it all up so that uh, the folks at Bennett don't have to, and you will save money. Just when it comes to actually putting the flooring down, have professionals do that because it's a little tricky, and if you mess it up, you're screwed. you got to rip it all up and start over. Don't have that happen. you got one shot. Don't wreck it. 616-318-0167 for Bennett flooring installation. Don't go anywhere. Trigger time with Rick in just a second, but your old pal EZ has to go uh, try not to pee on his pants. Okay? I'll be right with you. See the comment. Uh, clearly, Eric Zane does not have Bill Simonson flow yet. That That's true. No, I think there's definitely some age factoring into this. Producer Ryan pointed me in the right direction. Of uh, what could be the attorney in the parking garage. Now, if, if I called him on this show. This could really uh, break badly. Again, if I wanted to piss him off, I would have told him to fuck off. And left the note there. But I made the right decision. Didn't do that. Got the appropriate information so that I can not park in people's spots. (laughs) Ryan says, call the man and apologize over the top. It's just as funny. Blue State Rob says, wasting someone's time isn't against the law. And then Corey's urging me on saying, make it extremely sarcastic. Blue State Rob says, uh, one-star Google reviews, everybody. No, do not do that. Do not do that. Guys, I'm losing... Um. I'm losing my uh, nerve on this. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to do it. And then cause myself more problems. The problem would be the, hey, you're live on the podcast. I'm guessing he's still pissed off. Very good ideas, and I appreciate you guys doing your part to improve the quality of the show with what would be a historic moment on it. But seriously, I got to focus. I'm in a precarious spot here. I mean, I don't want to lose my parking and my $12 an hour job, guys. I'm curious if Rick from TC Paintball is caught up on this story that we're doing right now and talking about it because Rick is uh, on a on a trip with the family. I think is that is that what I'm understanding?
1: The call has been forwarded to an automated oh. voice messaging system. Six one six.
0: He said, "Call me. Try it." Ah, oh, I see. He said I'm on my way to breakfast, probably unavailable today. Sorry about that. Anyway. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it close to the vest. With another funny suggestion from Tyler, you could call asking for legal advice because someone is parking in your assigned spot and you need advice on what to do. (laughs) Oh, fuck. God, you guys are trouble. Ryan is hilarious because, uh, like, three comments ago, he's right, yeah, yeah, don't lose your parking garage. And then now he's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Do it. if it were anyone but a lawyer yeah uh, he says Tyler's idea keeps your anonymity well you gotta understand I'm uh, I think I'm doing something illegal by uh, even though it's just some stupid podcast I think I'm doing something illegal by just throwing it out there And if it was just some schmuck I would but he's a fucking lawyer and he's probably has a massive ego. So I'm a little concerned about that, guys. Blue State Rob says, forget asshole of the day. He's cunt of the month. Corey says, identify yourself as Greg with too many G's. Well, that's another th- problem. You can't say you're someone else. You get in trouble for that shit. You guys are are fucking trouble. Seriously. I need to I'm going to move on. That's what I'm going to do. Yesterday was a big day for breaking
1: news. Frost just called a snow day. Oh my goodness. Woo!
0: No school for me tomorrow. That's Aiden Lynch. The tenth uh, grader at Hamilton High School at the basketball game as the uh, play-by-play announcer for the internet broadcast for the Hamilton Hawkeyes. They had uh, a big win against West Catholic at their uh, at home, and then the superintendent, Doctor Luss, called the snow day to the student section, and uh, Aiden was made aware of that as the clocks as the clock hit zero, and he enthusiastically. Uh, It was,
1: and Lusk calls the snow day,
0: refers to the, uh, Dr. Lusk, the superintendent of schools as Lusk calls the snow day that has gone around the world 10 times virally. And it came to a height yesterday on the show. We had Aiden. He's remarkably composed for a young person. I thought, and, um, we had a great time talking to him and great time playing with the drops and that's about as far as a win. And then later on in the day, we had him on the huge show. Same thing, another stellar performance by him. And yeah, no, he made everybody a fan of him without a doubt. So that was already a really, really great day. I felt excellent about that because I, first of all, I just enjoyed the clip. And uh, then to get him on was fun. So I was loving that. And then I got this. I heard from, uh, Aiden's, Aiden's dad, his name is Brian. He reaches out on a messenger last night when I was, I was, uh, during the basketball game. Hey, Eric, I just wanted to say thank you for the kind words during both your shows today regarding my son, Aiden. He's a great kid and we're very proud of the man he is becoming. So that like, I mean, there, there's nothing silly about this. Okay, Uh, the first hour of the show was all stupid shit. There is nothing stupid about this. This is, oh, man, this is great. I wrote, oh, man, thank you for reaching out. It was my pleasure. What a day. Fantastic family you have there. Well done. Aiden is so composed. Man, I'm telling you, uh, he didn't really say it as much. He said it more specifically on the radio show. Aiden was talking about, um, he, like, made it a point to say it's very important that uh, I not let, something is all of this attention around the world, uh, change me. I need to, he goes, I, I just want people to know that when I go back to school, because they're, uh, they've had power outages there. So they, they might not even be in school right now. I don't know. He goes, when I go back to school, I I'm the same guy. Uh, I don't want anybody to think differently of me or think that I've, uh, gone to Hollywood or anything like that. And And the reason why that is, and he actually said is because my mother and father, uh, are, are very, um, Uh, good at, uh, at being great moms and dads. I'm like, what a, I would have never have dreamed of saying that. I mean, not me. If I had all of this attention, I'm not kidding you. Okay. I would have my fingers in so many girls. I'd be scoring everywhere. I mean, I would smell like vagina. I would I wouldn't even go to school well, I'd go to school just to get more sex okay like first period sex second period sex third period double sex it would just be a whole day of sex you know probably even with the teachers and uh and I wouldn't I would definitely wouldn't go on the radio and say I'm not gonna change I would say, I am changing. I want all you fuckers to know that I am king shit around here. That's how stupid I am. Okay? That's, that's like a normal response from a teenager. But Aiden is not normal. Woo! No school for me to mow! And I think that young people get a lot of shit these days. But make no mistake! Young people today are one billion times better than young people like me when I was their age and other people like me. We were nothing but fucking psychopaths. Animals. who All we wanted to do was get high, get drunk, touch a titty, and drive hammered. Those were the goals. They weren't respect your parents. Uh, uh, be polite like Aiden is. No, we were fucking animals. How the fuck these kids got to be so fantastic at Aiden's school and other schools like it is a miracle. Because of the leadership from dicks like me, I don't. I don't get it. So hats off to them. You're doing an amazing job there. uh, Molding young minds. Congrats. Breaking news. Dad follows up after I said Aiden is so composed. Dad says, yeah, he's always been that way. Even when he was little, he's such a great kid. I've been a fan of, of yours, though, for a long time. It was awesome to hear you interview him. Thanks. Please pass along my thanks to Jeff Risden to have a great evening. I said, absolutely. Uh, Aiden's made some tremendous connections with this effort of his, not to mention the fact that his name now has become a brand Aiden Lynch. That he will be able to benefit from this uh, in the years to come. So I'm like, what a day I heard from Aiden's father. Um, Aiden's composed, you know, it's I. I sense now it's going to, It's going to plane out the attention, and then he can continue the school year and be as productive as he's always been. And then those two teams, you know, I mean, lost in all this is the fact that the basketball team um, was fantastic, and they uh, have a very important game tonight in the community of Coopersville. Uh, The winner of that game is like, uh, uh, I don't know how the standings are called because I don't follow enough, but uh, would be like the – uh, champion, sh- champion of like the district or something like that. I, I don't know. But anyway, it's like a big game tonight. Uh, winner, winner, take all. I guess so. Hamilton will take on Coopersville. Good luck to both teams. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Aiden's efforts have made this uh, that much more uh, known in the community. They'll probably, it'll probably be standing room only for the Coopersville Hamilton game. But that wasn't the only correspondence that I got. I heard from
1: Lusk just called a snow day. Oh, I've never seen that before.
0: Uh, Lusk, as Aiden says, is Dr. Bradford Lusk. Oh, I don't know what he's a doctor of. It says, uh, PhD Bradford Lusk Superintendent Hamilton Community Schools. Now, when I see something like this show up. the subject line tells you whether or not this is going to work out. And I'll be completely honest with you. I kept it very close to the vest when I had when I was speaking, especially on the podcast with Aiden. Uh, when I'm alone doing this show, I swear like I like I always do. But if I have a guest on, especially a sixteen year old and his family's listening and shit like that, you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna sound like a fuck face. So when I'm actually speaking to that person, you keep it above board. Uh go about it that way. And it's also very important um to not get off the rails because you've got mixed company listening to you and, you know, you might run into these people, you know, there's a time and a place to be an asshole. And for me, it's most of the time, but for this interview, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to actually just talk, listen, have a conversation and it's going to be fun because the kid, this it, and the moment, the moment is the star. And what he did is, so yeah, there we go. That, that That's it. This is easy. And I'm very happy because it worked out, and I know that because the subject line didn't say anything like "I need to address this with you" or um, "I'm very disappointed." Because if a superintendent of a school district is disappointed with you, I am going. I'm not. Li- I'm not going to have a standoffish attitude about it. I might try to talk my way out of it if I did do something that was fucked up. But I I felt really good about the conversations I had with the kids, so I was reasonably uh, confident that I wouldn't get any blowback. And I was convinced of that because Dr. Lusk, subject line, this is LUSK, all caps.
1: And Lusk calls the snow day.
0: Eric, I just wanted to send a quick note letting you know that I really enjoyed our podcast from today and had many laughs about it with my, with, I had lots of calls the snow day. with my wife. It was great. There are a couple of things I'm like, Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Oh shit. Yeah, there are a couple of things that I would like to point out. Now I'm reading this, holding my breath. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like a 16 year old. In trouble, thinking I'm in trouble, but I didn't get in trouble because this is all very good. So I'm reading it like this. (gasps) Staring at the words. Here's the first thing that Lusk wants to point out. Kudos to you for pointing out and setting Aiden straight when he made the comment about only in Hamilton can can I be dumb and go viral. Now, to be honest with you, I don't recall what I said. Uh, but Dr. Luss says the manner in which you uh, set him straight was not critical, but it was honest and firm. I tell you, I don't know how many times I've had people reach out to me and say, hey, man, I really like when you said this. I'm like, I don't remember. Can you give me more context? So I don't recall what I said. He says it was really, it was a, it uh, really was a classy move on your behalf to ensure he knows that he has talent. So probably I'm guessing if he said, if he talked down about himself and said only in Hamilton, can I be dumb and go viral? I, because I not, he did not, he was being self deprecating. So I I don't think he really believes that, but, uh, I probably was like, Oh, I I wouldn't sell yourself short. I would, you know, I think the opposite. You were just tapping into the, uh, the moment and the energy. That's, that's, uh, that's showbiz. Then he adds the manner in which you handled the entire interview was really impressive. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, I love, I love when people say nice things about me. I'm not going to lie. That is a dopamine charge and I don't get enough of those. I love that. If you tell me something like this from a, this is a respected individual who hasn't heard me do this show. I'm guessing, Dr. Lusk has never heard one of the previous one thousand and four Eric Zane show podcast, you know? Um, so fuck. Yes, I'll take that. That's, that's a little win for your little buddy. Eric Zane, uh, the entire manner in which you handled the interview was really impressive. You did not quote talk down to him like a kid, but rather it was a really enjoyable conversation to listen to as an outsider. Aiden is a mature young man and carried himself very well, but kudos to you for the whole piece. I was impressed. My pleasure. Thank you for acknowledging. He says, it's been a fun ride for Aiden, the high school and the community. This is my first year at the school. So it's been really great getting to know the kids and community. They are great. And I look forward to going to work each day. He adds, I will say that I have not had kids yell out Lusk to me either. And Lusk calls the snow day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. More about that. Not only does he call the superintendent of Hamilton schools by just his last name. Breaking news. But he did it on a telecast, a broadcast that has gone around the world 10 times. And that was a big focus. That was one of the things I focused on quite a bit was referring to this very respected individual as Lusk. (laughs) Uh, He says they are respectful kids. And have nicknamed me Doc Lusk. I can roll with that name. It was really funny to hear those bits in the podcast. I LOL'd. Thanks again. And believe it or not, all of Hamilton is without uh, power right now. So Friday, you may hear...
1: Breaking news and Lusk calls the snow day.
0: Woo! No school
1: for me tomorrow.
0: I grin every time I hear that. Still, I'm still, I I laid my head down last night. I'm laying in bed. I go, I got to watch that again. I got to watch the whole thing beginning uh, and the kids are jumping up and down. They end up running off of the court and getting a big, they, they, they actually had a group teacher with Dr. Lusk. Is it okay if I call him Lusk? Can I just call you Lusk? Hey, Lusk. I mean, Aiden did it, right? All right. I responded. Hi, Dr. Lusk. I'm so happy you reached out. Aiden's dad emailed me as well. Uh, a hearing from you two made the best day even better. I love stories like this, which is a ma- magnetically joyful moment that brings a smile to everyone that sees it. Fantastic. I appreciate you picking up on the nuances of the chats. Not everyone notices those things. It sounds like you have a great team in place at Hamilton. If you need help down the road to help with the curriculum or need someone to speak, I'm happy to help. I also MC events if the need arises. Thanks again for reaching out. Your pal, Eric Zane. Nice. All right. More on the attorney. Ryan is really narrowing in on who this attorney is. Now, I don't have 100% confirmation on this, but this could be a long-running, at least semi-long-running thread on the Eric Zane Show podcast. We'll get to that in a second. Florida Man 814 says, Dr. Lusk sounds like a pretty cool dude. Kudos to him for being a good sport and having fun with it. All right. Corey is suggesting we go to the uh spot where the dude is in, the parking spot, get his license plate and do a Freedom of Information Act, and we find out who it is. You see, now we're getting into the Pellerito world. I don't know if I wanna I don't want to know if I want to go getting Freedom of Information Act requests on attorneys because the guy told me to fuck, uh, go fuck myself in the parking spot. I think we're kind of going a little. We're running out of the ground ball way too far. I think what you guys are doing are are getting the ground ball, and you're you're actually running the ground ball in like Smalls, you know, in Sandlot, where he can he has to run the ball in and give it back to the black kid. Corey says, here's what we do. We wait for him to get into his car and then we follow him home and then we light it on fire when he's sleeping. Corey, no. What the hell is wrong with you? This is supposedly the dude. I might have to get uh, legendary. No, I don't. I, I don't want to do it. No, no. I I gotta I gotta resist the urge to take this a step further. And I don't know if this is a gentleman. I mean, this looks like a this is a this looks like a nice guy here. You got some type of uh, black and white image here, uh, with a a, a tweed jacket. And uh, young, fresh face, successful soul. I'm not sure what this gentleman is an attorney of. If it is this guy right here. Maybe Ryan, if you could find out what type of attorney he is. Now I see. I don't get it, man. Who cut the cheese says he looks like a douche. I don't agree with that. Radio voice Linda says he's handsome. Get me a date with him. Blue state Rob says, can we just switch all these jokes to smug beer? That guy doesn't look smug. Free beer looks smug. Follow me on Cameo, or uh, hire me for a Cameo, I should say. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. So much fun. If someone's celebrating a birthday or maybe uh, maybe they're angry about a parking spot, you can uh, get a Cameo for them. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Could be uh, maybe someone's birthday or uh, someone's got a wedding anniversary maybe you just need you to bust your buddy's balls. I can do it for you on Cameo. It's Just 20 bucks. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. The flooring that I want you to install in your house, I want you to get it from Johnson Carpet 1 Floor and Home. Expert service. My gosh, the selection that they have there. Anything that is on the floor, they have. Incredible selection. Now, at the just at the discount, I said the jizz count outlet. At the discount outlet, it's already the lowest price in the entire state of Michigan for any type of flooring. But, they, you can get an additional 10% off when you mention my name. They're located in Grandville, Michigan, right behind the Little Caesars. Can't miss them. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Stand by. Got to wet the old whistle. All right. Uh, We're knocking on the door of the springtime. Won't be long till we're thinking about that. Doesn't feel like it right now, but seriously. Now is the time to start planning. If you have always wanted, and if you're in West Michigan, you've always wanted a pool in your backyard, an in-ground fiberglass or a vinyl lining pool. Now is the time to get the ball rolling on that. Every other uh, company that does this is 2 years behind. So you could start now, but you're not you're not going to get your pool for like 2 years. Uh, one place has just added crews to install 16 pools over the summer. 616-457-0500. Jennison Pool and Spa Depot. The process goes like this. You call 616-457-0500. Say, Eric Zane sent me, I would like to get my in-store consultation about how this is going to work. And then you just sit there and you have a conversation with one of the sweetest people on the planet, the world famous Jeremy out the door. I call him that because whenever I go there to buy pool supplies or um, let's say he shows up at the house to repair the uh, uh, filter on my pool or the uh, hot tub or something like that, uh, Jeremy, how much is going to cost me? And he says the price and always says out the door. I love it. So he's forever known as Jeremy out the door. Diana. She says, Hey, uh, it's time to open up the pool. Call Jeremy out the door. It's like his last name is out the door. 616-457-0500. Jenison pool and spa Depot. Now if you're in the area it, that's Chicago drive, you know, um, two lanes going west, two lanes going east. They're on the side of the street where the two lanes are going east. Between 8th and 12th, blue awnings out front. Can't miss it. They also service pools, as I said, service hot tubs, as I said, have all the pool supplies, as I said, that you need. And a huge selection of hot tubs. You always wanted a hot tub? You go to the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, and it's like a hot tub show. You got the least expensive model over there. And you got the Cadillac over there. Either way, you got a hot tub. Some are bigger than others. Some are just gigantic. My God. Thank you, Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, for being on with the show. 616-457-0500. Blue Frost IT. Those are my guys. BluefrostIT.com. The managed IT service provider for this show. Great crew over there. And, okay... This is how it all starts. First of all, it'll start from one of two ways. Either something goes wrong in your business and you need it repaired. You can call Blue Frost IT and they'll do a spot fix. 616 285 for your tech in your workplace. Or your home computer. They can do that too. Or, hey, um, we want all new tech, but we don't know what to buy. Can we sit down with you? Yes. That's a 30 minute complimentary consultation. Have a conversation about what your business does. Some businesses might need more graphics, uh, might need a a certain type of sound card or a video card or certain type of editing software. Tell them exactly what you do with the business. Everything's priced out. This is what you need to buy. You buy it. He'll help you set it up. He'll help uh, do everything with your network. Or perhaps you're uh, retrofitting your office with new uh, uh, wall plugs, things like that, uh, line drops. You can do all that. Moving to a new office, you need to make the uh, space available for all of your tech. So the wall's got to have the right stuff in there for you to plug into. Ethernet cords, uh, cable lines, things like that. It's all uh, fiber optics. My God. Blue Frost IT does all that. 616 285 There's gun uh, legislation being talked about in the great state of Michigan. This happens every time there's a shooting. People die. Bills are introduced. Bills go nowhere. One side blames the other. Nothing gets done. And then there's another mass shooting. Then people say, what are you doing? Do something. Something must be done. In my opinion, the only way anything would work would be all guns disappear. Like actually make it so guns don't exist. And my question is, does that seem like it could happen? And no, of course it can't happen. That would never happen. Now you might get some bleeding hearts that are like, well, why? Why can't we just get rid of those gods? That's what's killing them. Well, you see, that's what the fundamental problem. That's not True. no matter what you tell me, the guns are not the problem. It's not number of guns causing this issue. And I can't tell you concretely what is, but it's not the number of guns. It's not how difficult or not difficult it is to get a gun. Do any of you honestly think that at the uh, Michigan State shooting, that the maniac that did it wasn't able to get a gun. Now, it turns out he legally did have guns. Probably shouldn't have had that opportunity to legally have a gun. But, I, you know, I mean, come on now. How many times have we heard about a person who uh, had guns illegally and shot something, uh, a group of people up? It happens all the fucking time. There was just one, I think, in Florida. This this week, where the guy shot someone and then got away. And then hours later, the TV news station was reporting on the scene. Hi, I'm your roving reporter. The scene of uh, earlier today, there was a shooting. The guy who did the shooting, the maniac, came back and saw them reporting on it and killed the reporter and the cameraman no shit and then the psychopath said that's not good enough and went into someone's house and killed a kid and the mom now that shows you what level of crazy that we're dealing with here does anyone honestly think that if there if guns were illegal that that would not have happened If you're that crazy, you're going to find a way. Okay? Replace the gun with whatever weapon you want. As days pass, I get more and more convinced that there isn't one gun law that can possibly be made that will do anything to alleviate this issue. And this is why uh, gun rights people do not want any more laws. And this is is the, the key thing here. Okay, let's just say for this argument that because there's 11 bills that have been proposed in the state of Michigan since the Michigan State shooting. Doesn't matter what they are. But let's just say they all pass various things about uh, uh, mandatory background checks and all these things that... uh, Governor Whitmer would say, oh, yeah, this is is what we need. And she said, even in in her State of the State address, she said, if you lawfully have a gun, I'm not going to take your gun. And that sounds great. Okay, so let's just say all 11 bills pass. And then there's another school shooting. And there will be. And another. And years wear on. And then three years down the road. Someone's going to demand that the tune get changed, that even more be done and more pressure is going to be put on them. And the reason why they might be successful at that is because laws were passed that took away some of the rights of legitimate uh, law-abiding gun holders in those 11 bills leading up to that moment in time. I hate to say slippery slope, but I kind of think that that slippery slope thing could take place. Well, we haven't done enough. We must do more. Then it becomes even more of a problem. Which is why I say more guns. Fortify your schools. Eliminate gun-free zones which are a joke and get more guns available so that bad guys die all we're gonna you see school shootings part of the problem is uh you know uh, since this all started in the age of instant information more and more people have been influenced that this is the thing to do when you lose your mind go uh shoot a soft target shoot up people at a soft target That can happen in reverse if bad guys get their heads blown off more than once. That will become less of an opportunity or a possibility in their brains because they know this could end this way. Some want it to end that way. I'm not saying this is a fix-all or a one-size-fits-all response to this. But no way in hell should there be less guns. There should be more frankly. I bring this all up because um, there is a mother who um, her kid was at Oxford. Survived. And now he's planning to go to Michigan State. Been a lot of stories like that. You know, in fact, there have been uh, several cases, at least one. I shouldn't say several where. In fact, I know there's one. who was a Sandy Hook kid who wound up going to Oxford and then wound up going to Michigan State. Is that right? The Smith's waterline broke. That can cost over $2,600. That shouldn't be. Sorry about that. It was a commercial. All right. Standby. Audio check. Video check. Microphone check. High school shooting survivors, MSU students, and parents reacting tonight to newly proposed gun safety legislation. 11 bills
2: were introduced after the latest shooting on MSU's campus. 13 On Your Side's Carla Byron spoke with a mother whose son survived Oxford and is now an MSU Spartan. Carla. Yeah, guys, Renee Upham hoped there would be gun reform after the shooting at Oxford. But after not a lot happened there, she's speaking out now to inspire change. For
3: many days after, I saw a terror in his eyes as he tried to um, understand what had just happened.
2: A year and a half after surviving the Oxford High School shooting. The
3: gunman had exited the bathroom not far from where he was. Um, had the gunman turned right, he would have uh, been facing Keegan. The gunman turned left.
2: Renee Upham says her son, now a senior, has been resilient. Hashtag Oxford Strong. And it means
3: they're strong, but it does not mean that they have accepted what happened or, um,
0: I want a hashtag that's like hashtag Oxford armed
3: that they still don't think that they were let down in major ways
2: two days after Upham's son committed to being a Spartan at MSU. Tragedy struck again when another shooter opened fire on campus.
3: He's angry that over the fact that there are students at Michigan State from Oxford living through their second shooting in 14 months.
2: Upham believes something must be done to prevent campus shootings from happening ever again. She says gun reform bills introduced in the House and Senate that could include universal background checks, secure storage laws, and red flag laws are a great start.
3: I often wonder how the kids trust anymore that the adults know what they're doing and that the adults are looking out for their best interests. I think this is a way to show kids that we are taking...
0: Um, and I, I think that that's a fair question to ask someone like this. Uh, if all of these laws passed and this still happens, what would you do? What What, what do you think would be the next step? you know, because that's the big concern for people like me. Um, for people who see something like this happen and then arm themselves and refuse to be a victim. Uh, people who in the face of danger um, would be willing to engage a, a person who's trying to kill people with a gun. If You have a, a good lady or a good guy with a gun who's a decent shot, uh, you could end that violence. we taking this
2: seriously, and we're working on their behalf. Upham says in addition to people wearing Oxford Strong or Spartan Strong T-shirts, she's encouraging people to also reach out to their local lawmakers to effect change. Juliet.
0: All right. Um, keep your T-shirts. Keep your hashtags. Keep your laws. Give me more guns. More guns. My God. That's how I feel. Kabubi 69 says, Stop releasing the names of the scumbags who commit these crimes. Stop making them famous. For many of them, this is the only time people will talk about them. Blue State Rob says, somebody I knew, somebody I knew knows somebody who is a Columbine survivor turned Virginia Tech survivor. Cole, get a gun and shoot back. Blue State Rob out of the blue says, wonder if hot wings talked through the story. I'm sorry, laugh talked through the story. Corey says red flag laws, I think, are maybe one laws that could help. Corey, if there was a ban on weaponry throughout the United States, on just a total ban, it wouldn't help. If every psychopath on the planet suddenly did not have hands and couldn't grab a gun, it wouldn't help. They're going to drive through the front of the school and kill people. The guns have never been the problem. They are the solution. No more laws. More guns. Uh, that, this is why I always think that some Middle Eastern countries, when they have that uh, uh, swift, certain, and severe outcomes to their criminals, instead of like appeals and shit, you know, you do something, you kill somebody in like Iran, you're guilty. By the end of the day, you're dead. Bring back cruel and unusual punishment, waterboard them. Nick says prosecutor let dude plead down a felony gun charge for a misdemeanor, which allowed him to buy guns still. That doesn't help. But I still maintain that if the psychopath who had the gun uh legal the handguns legally, he'd have killed no matter what. Savage Sack Lunch, appealing to Eric Zane, says, I don't understand why there aren't armed guards in all schools. Save the kids. Nothing else should matter. And then you get the, yeah, but then that's an environment that's very, I mean, these are fragile kids. They don't like seeing that. Yeah. You know what else they don't like seeing? A blood spurting out of a kid because he just took a nine millimeter hollow point through his throat. Kabubi 69 says, make it illegal to sue anyone who helps stop a crime, no matter the method in which it was stopped. Uh, some people, you know, yeah, all right, great. But I don't think that's slowing people down. If if a sheepdog is, uh, sees a threat, they're not going to let the law keep them from, they're, they're just going to do it. They, they don't care. Law be damned. And that's the way it should be. ads I'm not saying that I mean if someone's posting on social media I can't wait to shoot up my school that might be worth looking into okay great but not everybody sees it the point is defend the fort there's only one option here defend the fort the in the in the current time on uh February 24 2023 like Kenny indicates Mental health issue, not a gun issue. Yes, true, but whether it's a gun issue or a mental health issue, right now on today, February 24, 2023, it is a security issue. Okay, we'll sort the rest out later. First thing we need to have to do is have to have a a fast, secure protocol. Saving every school that exists on the planet. And don't tell me it can't be done. It can absolutely be done. That's what we need to do. Tim McVeigh took out 160 people, many of which were children, at a daycare with diesel and fertilizer. Not a shot fired. All right. That's my soapbox. I get wound up on that deal. It fucking drives me crazy. I had a conversation with Maddie yesterday. I heard her boyfriend. They're going to a a rally. I said, what's the rally? It's a, um, uh, we want change rally. I said, what type of change do you want? He says, gun laws. I said, what do you mean by gun laws? Well, I mean, make them harder to get. I go, okay, what about me? Well, you're okay. I go, I am. Well, I, okay. I have to get that license because of gun laws. So what are you hoping to do? Well, make the guns less accessible. Uh, red flag laws, this, that, the other thing. I go, yeah, I, that just makes it more difficult uh, for the good guys to get guns. And I, I said to her boyfriend, and then her boyfriend, off, her boyfriend offers up, yeah, I actually want to go get a gun permit and carry a pistol. I'm like, well, don't say that there. Because you're going to be surrounded by people who think that that's insane. You, you, okay, instead of going to those events and hashtag whatever strong and t-shirt and thoughts and prayers and just do something, just do something, you can't. There's nothing to do. It will do nothing. Nothing. Look at where the strict laws actually are. New York, Jersey, Chicago, Illinois, California. Violence there all the fucking time with guns. Those laws will do nothing. Except neuter the ones who follow the law. No. Stop going to rallies. And go to Prince Army and get your pistol license. And carry two guns loaded with rounds actually in the chamber. You can carry a nice 38 or a 40 cal or a nine millimeter. Those 38s are nice. They're, those are small guns. You can get six nice strong hollow point rounds in them that will do a wonderful job of putting in a nice neat hole uh, right into their center of mass and come out the other side. About the size of an apple. And it'll grab the victim's heart. The de- the, the bad guy's heart with it. Fantastic uh, technology. All right. Dare I say that may have been my best rant. About how stupid. Your butt fuck gun laws are. Take your gun laws and put them up your fucking ass. In order to protect more people, we all need to buy more guns. Period. And carry them lawfully. And hope and pray that one day we won't even have to have a permit. That's bullshit. And pray that we won't have gun-free zones. Jesus. That was a hell of a rant. Okay, in Florida, more laws. Not gun-related, though. State of Florida, they are making change. There is a new proposal, a Florida bill, that is going to keep uh, people from doing something that has been uh, done forever. Like, ever since there was the ability... For this to happen. This has been happening. The hillbillies in Florida. Are going to revolt. In a big way. Because. You know it's very common. To take your uh, uh, Chevy. Or your Ford pickup truck. Install about 10 flag holders. With fuck Joe Biden flags. And let's go Brandon flags. And MAGA flags. And then. The cherry on top of all that is a Rottweiler in the bed of the truck or a German Shepherd dog, uh, whatever. And the dog, this is like a MAGA dog. And the MAGA dog is in the back of the truck doing what MAGA dogs do, stick their head out, you know, and they they, they just stay there. Some might just keep the dog in the front seat and then they roll it on the window and the dog puts its head out. Who hasn't done that? Now, for me, I don't like to uh, roll the window down too far. For Now, o- O'Neill is the only dog that would do it. The other dogs don't like to do that. But O'Neill likes to do that. So I, I don't because um, really only a dumb fuck would do that. Let your dog stick his or her head out the window. That's what stupid people do. Because uh, things can fly up from the road and easily hurt the dog. Or, I mean, God forbid the dog jumps out. O'Neill has done that. He has jumped out of a moving car before. I wasn't in the car. It turns out that at the time, uh, the dog daycare had a service where they actually pick up the dog at your house. And sure as shit, O'Neal is in the car and she's rolling uh, down, what street was it? Cottonwood. And uh, it, was, it was a slow crawl at the time. He jumped right outside of the fucking car and was sitting in the turn lane. What? You know.
1: Hi,
3: asshole yeah, boy.
0: That's what uh, Stevie would say if she drove by him. there.
3: February. Fuck you, asshole. Hey, how how you doing it? I want to
0: see O'Neal all the time. I want O'Neill
1: Hi. Hi, O'Neal. Hi, O'Neal.
0: <laughs> a girl.
1: A girl like. A
0: girl.
1: A girl like.
0: A girl like. In Florida. A bill would ban dogs from sticking their heads out the window. Being in truck beds, even more in your car. Like if you have a little dog gets in your lap, illegal. If you have the dog in the car, it must have like seat, a seat belt on. I'm like, this doesn't sound like a Florida thing. This sound, I mean, that's Florida's good old boy state. I'm surprised that they would do that. You know, this is kind of one of those uh, freedom states. You know, you uh, leave my rods alone, fucking shit. Fucking, I, I think actually this is a, a fantastic law. I think it would be great because you don't want the, I mean, if you, if you, if a baby can't roam around in the car, I mean, I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've been driving and, uh, and Daisy's standing on the front seat. You even touch the brake. She goes flying. You know, you gotta be careful. A bill Friday. Uh, Put forward by Democratic State, Lauren Book would prohibit dogs from putting their heads out of car windows. The measure includes various animal welfare regulations penalizing cat declawing as well. Oh, yeah. We should absolutely make that a criminal thing. Banning certain types of animal testing. Prohibit rabbit sales before Easter. Easter and requiring the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to post an online registry of convicted animal abuses. Wow. You see, if you're uh, one of the guys, if you oppose this, if you're a lawmaker who opposes this and votes against it, if it uh, comes up for a vote, when they're reelected, or when when the the guy who opposes it is trying to get reelected, you can do an attack ad that said, so-and-so... Uh, supports cat decline So-and-so sides with convicted animal abusers. It makes for a great attack ad. Cannot have a dog in your lap. No body parts out of the car. Must be restrained with a harness seat belt or if possible to be held by the passenger. You can do that. Uh, if the dog is in the bed of a truck, must be in a crate. And big enough of a crate to allow the dog to turn around. Normally the hillbillies uh, hillbillies are going to hate that. Those who violate the new provisions would receive a non-criminal traffic infraction punishable as a moving violation. So is this like for sure? Is this set in stone? It was filed. The bill was filed uh, Friday in Broward County. So uh, I don't think this is the sure thing yet. I mean, it should be. That would be terrific to... Keep animals safe, safe. Uh, I, I I can't imagine how terrible I would feel if something happened to one of my dogs. Uh, but you, this is going to be uh, another freedom issue. This is this is going to be like masks, you know. The psychopaths, uh, MAGA people. This is what they they live to make these things not a reality. Uh, like the stupid assholes who feel that their kids are becoming retarded because they wear masks in school. Uh, the people who say that they're patriots and they can't, you know, no, you're, you're not going to put that poison in my body. The stupid people, they will oppose this, 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 this bill probably will not work even though it makes 1 million percent sense. My God. Jesse says these people live to kill dogs. We have a cat that doesn't have claws. He he came that way. And I was like, oh, fuck. No. Why would you do that? I can't believe that's a thing. Because people, you see, you can't have your cake and eat it too. There are people who are like, oh yeah, we gotta get rid of the claws because otherwise they're gonna scratch they're gonna they're gonna paw at the furniture and the walls. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course they are. You I mean you get a scratching post, but basically, if you get any animal in your home, you have to accept the fact that your house is a giant pile of shit. There's gonna be piss in places that you didn't know. It's generally going to have a scent of of shit. You can do your best to clean it, but essentially, you're basically living in a cat box or a place where a dog pees and shits, and you're sleeping in a bed that the animals sleep into. So you're sleeping in a dog bed. I have accepted that. That is comfortable to me. You know, if I move into a new, or I go to someone's house and it smells so clean, I can tell right away they don't have animals, and I don't want to know them. I will walk into the house. Smells nice in here. See you later. Fuck you. I don't want to know you if you don't have a pet. I want pets. So you bring the cat in. You say, make yourself at home. You can piss wherever you want. You can rip the shit out of anything. The furniture all sucks. It's all shit. This is how we live here. Bring in more pets. Chris says, my cats love the scratching posts, but they also destroyed a couch. Yeah, of course. That's a sign of Love. If I walk into a house, it's got fucked up furniture with hair all over it. It gouges out of it from the animals. I'm like, this is my kind of place. This is where I want to be. Surround me by urine stench, feces chunks, ripped up, fucked up furniture, and animals everywhere love it on me. Yay. Absolutely. Amanda says I have plastic stuff on the side of my couch and she doesn't scratch there anymore. Eh, whatever. Gotta let them do that. That's part of, that's what you sign up for. Of course the place smells like fuck. There's animals in here. I'm an animal. I can't tell you how many times I've picked my ass and smelled it. (laughs) True, I might not lick my genitalia, but it's only because I can't reach it. Give me the opportunity and I will absolutely put my own penis in my mouth. Uh, Jesse says, ha-ha, I can't say I haven't done that either. Well, of course. We all do. We're animals. Raise your hand if you're in the pick-your-ass-and-smell-it uh, uh, faction. Brandis says, I hope the superintendent is listening now.
1: And lost calls the snow day. <laughs> No school for me to move.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a business, please consider reaching out to me to find out how advertising on the Eric Zane Show podcast show works. Wouldn't you want to be talked about after there's a, a, a moment where we're discussing picking one's own ass and smelling it? Eric at for more information. Thank you, Kent County Health Department, for being on board with this show. If the little ones are in need of immunizations for the school year, if your kids aren't up to date on their immunizations, don't let that slide for a moment longer. Call ASAP to 616 616- six three two seventy two hundred. Or go to their website, accesskent.com slash health. Find out how if you qualify, you can get all of the immunizations for free for your little ones. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, uh, the anti-cancer, cervical cancer vaccine. These are all things, and that's 100% effective, by the way. These are all things that you should use to uh, commit to a lifetime of good health for your child. More information at the Kent County Health Department. The accountant of choice on the show. Tag accounting. 616-301-9516. Tag That's a hands-in website. When you call that number. Nice lady named Christine is going to pick up the phone and say, yeah, hey, I to the Eric Show podcast. He told me to have Troy do my taxes. That's about the extent of what you're going to have to do. They'll lead you every step of the way as to what the next steps are. They'll lead you every step to what the next steps are. That's right. I just said that. They'll help you every step of the way. 616-301-9516. Troy knows the tax laws that are ever-changing inside and out. That means your Turbo t- uh, your TurboTax is stupid. Your greasy cousin who thinks he knows what he's doing is a moron. Have Tag Accounting do it. 616-301-9516. And a uh, sponsor that is available all throughout the U.S. Doesn't matter where you are. Troy can do your return. Going to cost you ju- probably just north of 100 bucks to get that done. But you're going to get so much more money back uh, because, well, Troy's doing your taxes. Get your taxes done. Boom, the money shows up in your account. 616-301-9516. Okay, a few more. TC Paintball, love them. March 12th, that's a Sunday, for the St. Patty Splatty. That's a few days before St. Patrick's Day. I need confirmation as to uh, whether or not you're coming. Eric at com. Thank you. Then, of course, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616 532 for Irvines, thank you. Repairing cars in West Michigan. All makes and models. ER Vines. That's ervines.com. And last but not least, the big news: Monday, I am working at Bosco's Pub, 3 p.m. to close. Come see me at Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Part of Terra Square. Get a burger, get a beer. Fantastic burgers and drinks. Uh, All the sports you can watch at Bosco's Pub. Trivia. Play some trivia. Yesterday, your asshole of the day was your old pal, Eric Zane. And I forget why. Because I don't remember. The second I get done with this show, it is forgotten. What did we talk about today? Problems in the bathrooms for your old pal, Eric Zane. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know who it is. Your asshole of the day. Today is the dickhead lawyer. For the nasty note, he left me on the car. Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. That is my time for Bruce, O'Neill, Daisy, Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Queen of the forest the nfk and you i appreciate you so much uh for being here on the show that is gonna do it. i'll be on patreon a little uh, a little later on ben wallace for uh, not locking the door could have been the asshole today. day nick says now work up the courage to call on patreon it doesn't change it isn't because of patreon it isn't because of the free podcast it's just a bad idea Have a good one, folks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.